Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. That was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Vincenzo shoveled the pool. Takes out deep three. Got it! Timeout, Lakers. Warriors have tied it at 87, and Jordan Poole goes down and yells at the crowd, says, let's go. Yeah, Jordan Poole trying to make things happen. He had a big start to the fourth quarter as the Warriors wound up tying the game. At that point, uh, Poole uh, would lead the Warriors to an 87-87 tie, but uh, one of the few bright spots for the Warriors in the fourth quarter is they found themselves down by five, just one bucket uh, over a three-and-a-half-minute stretch. They went scoreless. Just one bucket in about a six-and-a-half-minute stretch, and they get outscored 16-7 to over the final 623 of this one, and the Warriors lose to the Lakers 109-103. to We welcome the Inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson with you. The phone lines are open at 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here as the Warriors find themselves once again right back at the 500 mark as they are now 28-28. and And... The story of this one, it was ugly from the start, really. Uh, back and forth, first couple of minutes uh, of this one, and no basket scored either way. It was rugged, a lot of shots missed both ways, and the tone for the game tonight was really set in the first couple of minutes. It, it was going to be one that was going to have to be a, a, a hard-fought type Warriors win, and we can get into all of the problems that this team had down the stretch as it really felt an awful lot like the game in Portland on Wednesday where the Warriors are in the game and they're ahead, middle of the fourth quarter, have a shot to extend or maybe put the Lakers tonight, the Blazers on Wednesday, away uh, with the 96-93 lead, 6.23 to go, and then it's 16-7 Lakers from there. We can get into all of that, and we will, but I still think this was the kind of game where when you go back to the way the Warriors played at the end of December and the beginning of January, they knew without Steph Curry that they had to come out and play extremely hard every single night, no matter who the opponent was, to have a chance to compete and, and win the games. And whether it's this team being bumped up against the All-Star break or a little bit of a let-up because LeBron James wasn't going to be playing and some of the luster was off the Saturday night ESPN and ABC showcase, whatever it was, you know, this team has just not brought that intensity. And tonight especially, it, it was just a, a low-energy intensity type of a game for the Warriors and you know, the Lakers, I wouldn't say, played well with, with their new pieces by any stretch. But I, I think their compete level was at a higher level than the Warriors' compete level was. 
And when the Warriors are not making shots from deep, and the Warriors did not make three-point shots tonight, finishing the game 12 of 44 from three-point range, and the opponent is getting to the free-throw line the way that they did tonight. The Lakers, 26 free-throw attempts, knocked down 21 of them. The Warriors only 11 for 12. They've needed that big-time boost of three-point shots to be able to win a lot of these games. And when those threes have not been going down, this team has not generated offense down the stretch. And so it's becoming a trend especially in these games that they've lost without Steph Curry. But even when they've had Steph Curry, this team has gone cold down the stretch. They've, they've struggled to find closing lineups that can put the ball in the basket and, and the defense as well in this game tonight. Uh, just point of attack, not good. And, you know, Klay Thompson, rough game. Just not enough from Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. Both ways, I would say, for Clay, offense in particular for Andrew Wiggins. And you look up at the end of the night, and, and the numbers are really bad. 5 of 21 for Clay Thompson, 3 of 13 from 3. Wiggins, 5 of 13 overall, 12 points for Wiggins, 15 for Clay, just 3 in the second half for Clay Thompson in this game tonight. And very much Portland vibes when you compare the game on Wednesday night and, and the game tonight. Uh, mentioned that Jordan Poole layup. Uh, or the two free throws, rather, that Jordan Poole hit was 6.23 to go. Warriors up 96-93. Ty Jerome would hit a layup at the 5.01 mark. And so from the 6.23 mark until the 1.34, so basically five minutes of game action, the Warriors had one bucket, the, the Ty Jerome layup, and they went three minutes and 27 seconds in between the Poole free throws and the Jordan Poole layup, and that was it up until a Dante DiVincenzo three at 134. At that point, the Warriors are hanging into the game, but then their next and, and only other basket was the, the Dante DiVincenzo layup with 17.5 to go. A lot of, lot of threes tonight. I thought the Warriors got a little bit three happy, and, and this team is just not built to attack the rim effectively, and, and they turn down, I think, opportunities to attack the rim effectively. When you look at, at Jordan Poole, who was successful in, in the game, at times going to the basket, there was a lot of settling for threes, and that was part of the hot start that Jordan Poole had at the beginning of the fourth quarter that allowed the Warriors to, to make a run as this game flipped really in the third quarter. Uh, another key part of this game and where the Warriors had this thing get away, you, you look at third quarter, 34-26, this is a new-look Laker group, but the Lakers had been one of the one of the worst and the worst statistically third-quarter team in the NBA, but they come out and they hit the Warriors without Steph, 34-26 in that third quarter, and that flips the game to where the Warriors have to make the adjustment. They were able to get the lead again middle of the fourth quarter, but just ugly, ugly stuff down the stretch and ugly, ugly stuff from Klay Thompson and, and Andrew Wiggins in particular down the stretch. Jordan Poole uh, as well. I mean, you can just lump him in there in the final six minutes. You had Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole combined to go 0 for 9. Poole missing a jumper, missed a layup. Poole missed a three, missed another two-point jumper. You got Klay Thompson missing, missing threes and, and really just casting off from three. And while Poole can look at his numbers at the end of the night overall in the 29 points and, and, and say he did his part, it wasn't the most efficient 29 in the game tonight. He didn't get to the free throw line a lot, really stopped attacking at different points. And, and Wiggins just, just didn't have it. Another game where Wiggins was, was out of sync for the Warriors and they wind up taking a loss and dipping now back to 28 and 28 on the season. And you look at the Warriors this year, they've been 1 and 1, 3 and 3. They've been 10 and 10, 11 and 11, 13 and 13. They were 14 and 14. They were 18 and 18. They were 20 and 20, 21 and 21, 22 and 22, 23 and 23, 24, 24. You get the idea. 26 and 26. And now 28 and, and 28. And with an inability to get beyond a couple of games over the 500 mark 
And so the Warriors now find themselves – they find themselves with two games to go for before the break, and we'll hear from Steve Kerr, we'll hear from Draymond Green, but Steve Kerr talking about how this team needs a break and they're, they're kind of limping a little bit. you got to finish. Like, there, there's no excuse. you, you got to finish, and you need every win you could possibly get between now and the All-Star break. And tonight was a winnable game where you're playing the Lakers – who have an infusion of a bunch of new players on their roster. They don't have LeBron James, and you've been basically a 500 team this season without Steph Curry at home. This is a game you got to get, and when you don't get it, you find yourself all the way back in ninth in the Western Conference with a couple of games to go. And, oh, by the way, the Clippers, Suns, Mavs are all improved rosters over what you've got, and it's starting to become more difficult to envision this Warriors team avoiding the play-in tournament at best when you look at, at this thing with – the 28 and 28, and now, what, 26 games to go uh, on the season. All right, let's uh, get our top-of-the-hour ID, and then we'll get to some phone calls here on 95.7 The Game. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. All right, John Dickinson back with you inside Chase Center, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text as uh, Warriors lose to the Lakers tonight, 109-103. to All right, let's get to it. Big Smooth in Oakland gets us tipped off here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Big Smooth? What a terrible, terrible game. My goodness, the Warriors should have had this game. They should have had the Portland game. I'm having a hard time with somebody telling me that Wiseman can't play in these, in these games. Because who, who is he playing worse than? Uh, Jordan Poole, who I nicknamed the Enigma, you, you look on the paper and you say, oh, 29 points. But what you don't see is the turnovers, the layups, the, the uh, dribbling, for the sake of dribbling. Uh, I actually think I just forgot how to shoot. I, it, it's very painful to watch these games. And, and listen, Steph Curry's threes will cover some of these mistakes. But this is clearly a 500 team. If we're fooling ourselves as Warriors fans, if we think they're just going to click a switch and play off and just run through the tournament, it's not going to happen, man. I think we need to be real about this. And we got to deal with, with GP2. Um, looks like either way, we're going to look at either you bring your wife back or you got to hurt guys and you just, that was your big trade move. It's very, it's very, it's very discouraging. Even, and even when, when, when Steph Curry comes back, you can't take a attack. It's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. No, it, it's not right now, and, and I think that's the question that, that everybody has to ask right now, and, and I've been steadfast in saying this. If the Warriors are going to get on a run, we're going to see it. It's going to happen in the regular season. Like There is none of this two games over, back to 500, a game under, one over, back to 500, two over, back to 500 again. Like you, you, The Warriors are not going to do that and go 41-41 and 41 and be the eight seed and win a championship. Now, can they win up? If, if the Warriors are going to be good enough to make a run, and I think the other things that some of these teams have done in the Western Conference are going to play a, a role in it as well, but we're going to have to see it at some point from this team as they're currently constituted, adding obviously Steph Curry into the mix if they're going to be good enough. Like, because every night they really are in some way, form, or fashion showing us that, that they don't have it, that this team is just a different team than last year's team. And you know, tonight there was just no juice, I thought, from the beginning. And, and I just, I've had that thought that I've had so many times when the Warriors have lost this season. And I look at the box score at the end of the game, and they're not making threes. And, and when they don't make threes, I have a hard time finding things that they do well, to be perfectly honest. And, and you know, yeah, ball movement and passing the basketball. They had 31 assists tonight, but 12 of 44 from three. The defense 
leaves a lot to be desired with with regularity. There's a a lack of athleticism and force and and rim pressure that this team has. I mean, Curry will take it to the rim. Poole on occasion will, will take it to the rim. Uh, when he's at his best, I think he, he looks to attack the rim and, and also create for others as opposed to just taking threes, and he does it in a decisive manner. I mean, Curry is their best player at getting to the rim, and you know it begs the question. I know a few people kind of kicked it around with should the board, you know, should Jonathan Kaminga have gotten a little bit more run down the stretch of this one? I, I don't know who shouldn't have been on the floor, you know, because Wiggins is going to be out there. Draymond's going to be out there. Clay's going to be out there regardless. Jordan Poole without Curry is going to be out there regardless. And so the question becomes, do you put Dante DiVincenzo out there or Looney? And I think tonight was another night where the Warriors got bit a little bit when Draymond and Looney were on the floor together, making them an easier team to defend. So what do you do in that particular situation? And the Warriors rolled with DiVincenzo as the fifth in the closing lineup tonight. And I think they, they needed the ball pressure that, that he possesses, and I think they wanted the, the ball movement and, and the ability to create and pass and make the smart play, the high basketball IQ that, that DiVincenzo possesses in his game to finish. So I, I don't think DiVincenzo was great tonight. I don't think Kaminga played all that well tonight in his 13 minutes, but I know that was something that was kind of making the rounds on social media tonight. Kaminga only ends up with the 13 minutes in this one and, and unable to, to be a factor they could have against a Lakers team that does have some added length, maybe giving him a little bit more run to try and attack and bring an infusion of what he has in the bag to the table could have been beneficial. But if you're telling me Dante DiVincenzo is going to be in a closing lineup over Jonathan Kaminga in a game where you're playing without Steph Curry, I can't really argue with it either. So I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy uh, about that at this point in, in time. But regardless, it's just another game that I think goes – in the line of so many games that the Warriors have had, tied with basically six minutes to go, and then they just can't do enough offensively or defensively down the stretch to be able to pull out a win. And it adds up to exactly why this team, while they're good for extended stretches of a lot of these games, is still a 500 team and searching and trying to, to figure out how to get to a point where where they can separate from 500. 888 It's John Dickinson on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Xfinity Mobile text line is open. A lot of people that, that want to get in on that. Uh, but let's get to Tony and Alameda first on the... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On the phone lines uh, before we get to some texts. What's going on tonight, Tony? Yes, hi. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call here. Yes, um, no, I, I watch this game tonight like I usually do the rest of the game. You know, this is like a, a regular game that we've been watching lately, okay? You know, you know, you take the lead and you lose the lead. Then you have turnovers, turnovers, other turnovers. Then you, you're you shooting this poor, you know. You know, Clay Thompson, he was who was he? It was like 25% on all the under. Tonight, if he only made three more, or if he made two more, he would have won this game. But it's not all about that. And, you know, like I said, we had turnovers. And big man, Deepin Davis. Davis, he, he was he was really uh, taking over under the rim there tonight, even though he wasn't that that dominating tonight. Uh, I would say we still need someone out there and big down below. Okay, uh, Demarcus Michael, whatever his name is, he he was there. He was he was doing good, 
But I need to see more Kuminga. Kuminga, I don't know why he's not playing that much time. Are we saving him for a trade market again? I mean, he's, he was doing good. He, I think he must have been played only like, what, nine, ten minutes? We need him more there. Thirteen Kuminga. minutes. He, he, Thirteen he minutes. For... He's, he's... Okay. Yeah, thank, thanks for the call. Thirteen minutes for Kaminga in, in the game tonight, and, and he didn't really play all that well uh, in the game tonight. But, you know, he is, I think, going to be the odd man out on a lot of nights here closing down the stretch unless he's just playing exceptionally well. And I think he's going to be the easy target as one of the fan favorites to to point to as somebody when things don't work out down the stretch as to why is he not in the game? Why is he not in the game? I think it's a fair question to ask on a, on a night like tonight, but I also think you have to understand that, that Steve Kerr and the coaching staff is grading whether or not Kaminga is going to be in that closing lineup on a different scale than the things that we see him do on the court, which may be positives. He's looking at defensive assignments. He's looking at, at how the opposition is going to defend the Warriors with him on the floor especially in a, in a down-the-stretch type of a, of a situation where you probably play off of him and dare him to make threes. Uh, he was one of three tonight from three. I think you know there are a couple games here and there where he makes some threes, and you think, okay, if he can do that relatively consistently, it really opens up his ability to bulldoze uh, you know, down the stretch uh, you know, and, and attack, which he wants to do. But I think he also has had a lot of games that show that he really isn't capable yet of consistently making those, those three-pointers, which would allow him to do it. And he becomes, in some ways, a, a player that's, that's easy to defend for other teams that have length and, uh, and have athleticism uh, up and down their roster and, and in their rotation as well. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up and 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and get to Steve Kerr as he met with the media uh, downstairs here in the press conference room at Chase. We'll get his thoughts. It was short and sweet from Coach Kerr tonight as the Lakers beat the Warriors 109-103. to I guess kind of similar to the Portland game. You guys really went quiet down the stretch. I just What did you see offensively in the last five minutes? Well, they did a good job, you know, um, playing on top of our shooters and sending everything to Davis in the paint. So they had a good good plan, and uh, we uh, we never really got a good offensive flow in the game. I thought our guys competed really hard, but we couldn't couldn't find you know that that spurt and that momentum where we could string together a good five or six minutes in the game. So it just felt like we were kind of um, swimming up upstream for much of the game, even though you know neither team had much of a lead. You know throughout the game it was close, but um, it just never felt like we found our our groove. I guess a little bit more macro, but just where's kind of the frustration level this week? You know, obviously you had the loss at Portland. We know what's going on with, with the Gary situation, the loss tonight. Just, you know, where is the frustration level right now? Yeah, I think our guys are frustrated. You know, we've had uh, we've had so many close losses, and, and, uh, and we're right up against the all-star break. I think our guys, like everybody around the league, they need a break. Um, but they're frustrated that, uh, you know, we, we couldn't close out these last two games and um, we have just haven't been able to uh, you know to string together enough wins to kind of create a little uh, momentum and, and some separation in the standings so our guys are definitely frustrated but um, we'll, we'll keep going we've got to got to just keep fighting keep competing and uh, you know we'll, we'll see see where it all goes Steve Jordan scored the first 17 points in the fourth quarter how do you see him read the game in that moment as far as when we need scoring it's going to be me versus now I should be a playmaker Jordan did a great job uh, bouncing back from what was uh Kind of a, a slow start. Um, he was frustrated early in the game, but um, I was really proud of him for the way he uh, bounced back. You know, within the the same game and uh, and found something uh, there in the second half and in the fourth quarter. So, did a great job, and uh, we were almost almost able to break through during that stretch, but um, not quite. Steve, where, where can your offense get more uh, tools or in, you know closer to the basket? Is there places to turn? And I know Wiggins was one of them last year. 
Yeah, I mean, tonight it was tough. I, I thought Davis really did a good job of clogging everything up in the paint, and that was their plan. You know, you saw they, they played on top of our shooters, and, and uh, you know, so they were the, the paint was packed. There really wasn't much space in there, and uh, we're not a not a driving team. You know, we're not a, a team that's built to to get to the rim and to to draw a lot of fouls, uh, and that's why the, the stats are what they are in terms of our free throw attempts and uh, uh, paint points. And with Steph out, you know, Steph's probably our, our best guy in terms of, um, you know, getting into the paint and finishing uh, with, with – uh, you know, with some contact. Uh, so right now you can see, I mean, it, tonight was what, 26 to 12 free throws. Uh, the other night was 31 to nine. So it's, it's tough. You know, you've got to make a bunch of threes if you're going to get outscored at the line uh, night after night. Yeah, you're going to have to make threes to offset it. We've seen the Warriors at times make threes to, to offset that deal. And tonight was not one of those nights. And you look at it and the Warriors don't have enough in other areas with, you know, Clay Thompson shooting the way he did and Wiggins shooting the way he did, and, and you, you just can't overcome it. And I think that's what happened for, for the Warriors tonight. A couple of text messages to get to uh, the 2-4-0. Uh, J.D., as much as I love you, brother, you don't ever want to address the real reason this team is a 500-level team. You never want to place the blame on Jordan Poole uh, as my lights go out here inside Chase Center, uh, as happens from time to time. Uh, but, look, Jordan Poole was not a perfect player tonight. 29 points. They needed his 29 points, and most nights they need his 29 points, especially down the stretch you know, when, when you don't have Steph Curry. So, you, you, like, Jordan Poole didn't play well, okay? We know that. Clay Thompson didn't play well. Andrew Wiggins didn't play well. It's on all of them. It's on Clay just as much as it's on Jordan Poole in, 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 on this particular night. I mean, that's just the reality of the, of the situation is that it's on, it's on all of them. And, you know, the question I think you have to ask yourself when it relates back to, to Jordan Poole, is Jordan Poole still needs to be on the floor at the end of games when you don't have Steph Curry. We can have a conversation about, okay, Steph Curry's playing, maybe Jordan Poole's not in the in the closing lineup. Like, that makes a lot of sense at that point. But you have to look at it from the standpoint of, you know, you're not you're not ripping him out of the game when you don't have Steph Curry and he's your leading scorer. And and I agree with Steve Curry. He rebounded from a tough start, but down the stretch, you just you know he, he didn't he didn't have it. But he's not the reason. In fact, he's been the reason the Warriors have won a, a lot of these games that they have won without Steph Curry. It's been big game, big game, big game. So you can't only look at the losses that the Warriors take and say, well, he's part, he's definitely been part of the problem in the losses. But at the same time, you could put another player out there in his spot, and that player scores 15 or 17 points, and you're screwed. You know, you're not even in a close game with six minutes to go. And so I think that's that's where you have to parse it out and 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 look at it evening out between, you know, what you expect to get from a guy like Jordan Poole, who's not a perfect player. Uh, you know, there's no doubt he's not a perfect player, and and you know everybody that doesn't play well in certain stretches deserves some of the blame. But but if you're a Warrior fan, blame Wiggins tonight, blame Clay Thompson tonight. <laughs> you know, I feel like. And the text line is flooded with people talking about pool and turnovers and this and that. Clay Thompson stunk tonight. Clay Thompson was five of twenty-one overall. He was hunting shots. He was taking bad shots. He was casting off. He got blown by for a layup late. He didn't have it tonight. He was bad in this game tonight. You know, put put some of the blame on him. But no, everybody wants to go to Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole is the guy that got paid. And Jordan Poole, as much as he was a part of last year's championship, isn't a part of the core that that helped them win four championships. And, and there's this expectation that he's supposed to elevate himself to being a star when Steph Curry is out. So you evaluate him how you would evaluate a star. That's a joke. That's unfair to Jordan Poole. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I've said this a lot. I'm not – I never anointed Jordan Poole anything. I thought Jordan Poole was a nice 
sixth-man type bench player can fill in for your starters when he's out. I didn't anoint him a future all-star. I didn't anoint him a, a future superstar. I acknowledge the fact that the Warriors had to pay him because of how well he played last year and the belief that you thought he would get a little bit better over time. But to think that he's just plug-and-play has to be Steph Curry down the stretch in a, in a lot of these games, it's, it's foolish. And, you know, there's games where he's come through and he's helped them, and there's been games where he hasn't been able to come through, and it's been a little bit of a, of a different situation. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Lakers beat the Warriors 109-103. to It's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up at 95.7 The Game. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green. Uh, while I try to get the lights back on here in the uh, studio uh, inside Chase Center, uh, Draymond Green, always thoughtful, uh, in particular following a loss. He shared his thoughts on, on this one uh, with the media. Steve was saying how he senses a, the way these last couple of games have gone close to also break. There is a sense of frustration not being able to close these out, build some momentum. <clears throat> Where, what's your, where's your pulse on the frustration level? Well, I think when you're losing games and you're 500, if you're not a 500 level team, it gets frustrating. But no one's going to feel sorry for us. So it is what it is. You got to keep fighting and dig yourself out and find a way. Are you at liberty to share your thoughts on the GP2 trade situation? I don't know much. I think you probably know more than me, but I don't read a bunch. I know he's hurt, but that's about to the extent that I know. Draymond, from, from your vantage point, what needs to change in order for the team to close out games better and, and execute better down the stretch? Well, I think number one, it starts defensively. It was a tie game, and then I think they went up eight, and five other points was off Rui just getting loose balls or someone getting a loose ball and get it to Rui and hit a couple shots. So that's one thing. You know, when you're down, guys – you have to get 50-50 bars. You have to make those plays. Um, and, you know, we didn't do a good job of making them. Draymond, um, overcoming some of the free throw discrepancies lately, is that a film thing? Is that a practice thing, a mental thing? What's, like, your take on that? I think we just have to take on these challenges and, you know, guard. You know, I'd love to come up here and say it's the officiating, and, but you got to play some defense. And we've struggled defensively um, at times this year, so just got to defend better. Draymond, with step out indefinitely, the Gary Payton trade kind of in limbo right now until at least tomorrow. Being back at 500 for I don't know how many times now this season, just what would you say the overall like morale or vibe of the team is right now? Um, my morale is great. Ruben showed me some clips today of what I was doing this day last year, and it was gave me a lot of perspective. So my morale is great, and it's my duty to make sure that the team morale is great, regardless of where it is or where it could be. I don't think it really matters. I think the, the job is to make sure the morale of the team is great, and so that's my focus. I guess just like a quick follow-up. I know Steve said that the team is obviously frustrated with just how things have gone, but what is the concern or urgency level right now? I respect what Coach is saying, and, you know, he has his right to say that, but quite frankly, we're all on the roster, and you got to play with the guys you got, and we're all being paid an NBA salary, so you just got to go out there and figure it out. Um, like I said, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Uh, no one cares if we may feel down about the situation or not. So I, I don't. I, I just don't think it matters. Um, the guys that are available, you got to go out there and find a way to win. You know, it's just what we're gonna have to do. Draymond, I'm sorry if you've been asked this before. Um, Jordan picked up his tenth technical, and it reminded me to ask you that you're someone who plays with passion. You're somebody who advocates for himself and his teammates as well. So how does Jordan walk that line of doing all those things, but also making sure that he's interacting with the refs in the in the right way? I don't want him to walk the line. I think I've spoke about that before. It's not really one you want to walk. It's a battle you can't win. So, but every man is going to speak for themselves when they feel they need to speak. And I support everybody having their voice if that's if you want to use it. But, I mean, quite frankly, the one tonight was like, ah, he's slapping his, ah, I thought he was doing like this. But it, it is what it is. You got to make sure he don't get to 16. Have you given him any advice about? Don't talk to them. Cool. That's my advice. Don't talk to them. I've told him that. You don't want to get in that battle. You cannot win it. 
once you get too deep in, I take it from me, you, you can't get out. So go the other way is what my advice has been, will be moving forward. Um, it is today, it will be tomorrow. It's a battle you can't win. So just go the other way. You guys still have two more games for the break. Steve was saying that you guys, just like everybody else in the league, can definitely kind of use a break right now. Just kind of your thoughts on what that kind of reset would, would do for you guys. You get more energy. Uh, that's for sure. You know, you come back, you should be rejuvenated. Uh, after a week off of playing, you should feel a lot better. But the break ain't just going to magically fix anything, except for you possibly get some guys healthier. You know, you get some guys who can kind of rejuvenate and get their legs back. But it's not correcting any of our issues. Just to follow up on one thing you said earlier about Jacob Rubin showing you those clips of what you were doing a year ago. I know you were probably rehabbing, but what, what did those? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was trying to learn to run again. And so I had a Corvio around my waist with Rick pulling it. And me just taking step one step after the next, learning to run again. So that's what I was doing a year ago today. And I played basketball today. And I feel absolutely amazing and incredible about it because last year this day just wasn't so pleasant for me. So now I just got to try to figure out this team and figure out how we can get some wins. But I'm in a position to do that as opposed to last year I wasn't. So um, uh, I'm probably feeling a little more grateful than most just because someone gave me some great perspective. Yeah, so some terrific perspective there shared by Draymond Green uh, following the, the Warriors' loss. And, yeah, it's interesting. The Warriors at this point last year were right at their high watermark for the season uh, at 41-13. and 13. I think on February the 9th they were 41-13, and 13, but, but Draymond was going out, and the Warriors were about to start dealing with all of the injuries that led them down the, the path of uh, kind of a clunky close to the season and wondering if they could get it together once the, the playoffs had started. But uh, and, and they were obviously able to do that. But if you recall, the initial reports and, and everything with respect to, to Draymond and the injury was, you know, it could be something that potentially could be season ending and, and, and pretty serious. And so, yeah, you always, I think, have to be reminded that, that things could be worse from, from time to time. And, and I think in, in the grand scheme of where the Warriors are at, as far as this team at, at 28 and 28 and all of the different times they've been at, at 500 this season, they still are very much in the race, and they still are very much in the race to avoid the play-in tournament. Uh, they're you know, only a game and a half out at the end of the night from from the six seed. You look up at the four seed, and it's two and a half. The three seed, it's it's three and a half. We'll see what happens with Sacramento and with Dallas. They're in overtime right now in Sacramento uh, with the Kings leading that one, 129 to 126. It, it's going to get tougher and tougher, though, the longer this team is at 500 to catch some of those teams. You know, Sacramento, who may actually have enough of a cushion, they keep winning close games at a high rate. Looks like they might get another one tonight. And Dallas and Phoenix and the Clippers have, have all improved. And so it, it gets tougher. And, and I think the Warriors are going to look back on this season. And no matter where it ends up, they're going to look back and think of all of these games where six minutes to go it was a 50-50 game and the Warriors didn't win enough of their, their share, either with or without Steph Curry. And that is what has really changed this entire season and how everybody has viewed the uh, entire season for for the Warriors and, and why there's still a lot of work left to be done uh, for this team between now and, and April the 9th when the 82-game grind ends. All right, we'll call it a night on that note. Uh, good stuff uh, from everybody in our San Francisco studios, including Sterling Bennett. Uh, thanks to the callers. Thanks to the texters as the Warriors uh, two games to go until the All-Star break as uh, they now sit back at the 500 mark once again, 28 and 28. So uh, back with you on Monday. Enjoy the big game tomorrow uh, down in Arizona. Big football game, and we'll be uh, back with Warriors Live at 6 o'clock here for Chase on Monday. The Warriors and the Washington Wizards set to go. Warriors Live again, 6 o'clock there. A couple of games back-to-back, -back, Monday and Tuesday. Warriors and Clippers on Tuesday before the Warriors get to the All-Star break, which they are longing for. That'll do it. We'll talk to you Monday. 
Lakers beat the Warriors tonight, 109 to 103, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.